Well, hello, and welcome to this episode of Learn Everyday English, your roadway to English proficiency. Hey, you've come to the right place to improve your listening comprehension skills and mastery of the English language. My name is Gary, and I will be your host today. I'm a native English speaker born and raised in the United States. I'm a retired engineer living in a small Texas town about one hour north of Houston. And I'm also a language learner studying Spanish, so I know exactly what it's like to learn a new and different language. So now, hey, let's jump right in to today's episode. Hey, howdy, y'all, and how's it going today? From Texas, we've uh, thawed out from the big freeze that we have, and as we say here in English, everything is honky-dory, or that means everything is cool, it's good, it's going okay. And uh, welcome to this episode of the Learn Everyday English podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about something a little bit interesting and different. I'm going to read you a poem, and the title of the poem is called, Why is English so hard? So it, it would be helpful if you would go to the Learn Everyday English webpage at www.learneverydayenglish.com and go to episode 22. Hey, look at uh, the podcast resources page and go to episode 22 and download the program notes, which will contain this poem so you can read along with me as we go through the podcast. But I also want to let you know that we do have a, uh, on the webpage, you can also listen to the podcast directly from there. You can find our podcasts on all the major podcast applications, especially like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, to name a few. And also from the webpage, you can access our Learn Everyday English YouTube channel where you can watch many interesting and engaging videos to practice your listening comprehension, improve your English skills, and even learn a thing or two about life and culture here in the United States. Hey, so without further ado, that means without waiting any longer, hey, let's jump right in to today's episode. Well, in today's episode, episode 22, we're going to be talking about a poem that's titled, Why is English so hard? And some of you may say, hey, well, English is very hard, or maybe English is kind of hard, or maybe English hey, is not too hard. It depends, I guess, on your level of English proficiency and fluency. But I think this is a, as we say in English, a cool or a neat poem. It doesn't mean that it's cool or cold temperature-wise or neat, that it's means it's not messy. It means that it's just uh, very interesting. And it's kind of a poem that rhymes. So some of the words at the end of each sentence rhyme or kind of sound similar. So I'm going to read through the poem all the way through so you can listen. Hopefully you have downloaded the poem from the podcast resources page on our Learn Everyday English uh, webpage. Go to the home page. There's a link that says podcast resources. Go to that specific page and go to episode 22 and click the button so you can download 
this, uh, the program notes that will have this poem on it. So let's get started. Why English is so hard. Here we go. We'll begin with a box, and the plural is boxes. But the plural of ox becomes oxen, not oxes. One fowl is a goose, but two are called geese. Yet the plural of moose should never be meese. You may find a lone mouse or a nest full of mice. Yet the plural of house is houses, not heiss. If the plural of a man is always called men, why shouldn't the plural of pan be called pin? Hmm. If I speak of my foot and show you my feet, and I give you a boot, would a pair be called beat? If one is a tooth, and a whole set are teeth, why shouldn't the plural of booth be called beeth? Then one may be that, and three would be those, yet hat in the plural would never be hose. And the plural of cat is cats, not coes. We speak of a brother and also of brethren, but though we say mother, we never say metheren. Then the masculine pronouns are he, his, and him, but imagine the feminine, she, shiz, and shim. So that is the poem called Why Is English So Hard? I read that through fairly slowly. I don't know, were you able to understand what the poem is talking about? Did it make sense to you? But we're going to be going through the poem, say line by line, I'm going to explain to you what the poem is talking about, what the poem is trying to say or to communicate. And it has to do a lot with uh, forming the plural form of words in English. And sometimes uh, forming the plural doesn't make sense in English. And that's why English can be so hard and confusing for people trying to learn English. Because you think the plural may be one word or spelled one way, and actually that is not the case. So let's go through line one. It says, we'll begin with a box, and the plural is boxes. So just so you know, the plural means the form of the word when there is more than one of that thing. So if you can have one box... So say if you have two of those, what is the plural of box? Well, actually, the plural of box is boxes. So that's why the first line of the poem says, we'll begin with a box, and the plural is boxes. In the next second line, it says, but the plural of ox becomes oxen, not oxes. So ox is kind of spelled like box, O-X, and box is B-O-X. So you would think the plural of ox is oxes, right? But no, the plural of ox is oxen, oxen, O-X-E-N. And don't ask me why that is. There is no, we say, rhyme or reason to why that is. It's just the way it is. And you just have to know that. But as an aside, which means like something additional, 
You might have heard of the word fox, F-O-X, which is an animal, small animal. And the plural of fox is foxes. So the, that form follows the same format like box, box, boxes, fox, foxes. But ox is different, so the plural of ox becomes oxen. The third line continues, and well, you may want to know, what is an ox? So an ox is a bull or like a male cow. Just to make things simple, just think of an ox kind of like a male cow. The next line says, one fowl is a goose, but two are called geese. So then you may ask, what is a fowl? So a fowl is just like a bird, like a chicken. A lot of times that is raised for food. So that's what a fowl is, F-O-W-L, fowl. And for your uh, information, the plural of fowl is fowl. It doesn't change. Or you can also actually say fowls, but fowl is probably maybe more common. So I'll give you an example of fowl in a sentence. I can say, a chicken is a type of fowl. Or in the plural, I can say, I saw many water fowl at the lake today. So water fowl means like water birds or birds that are, you might find a lot around water. And as another aside or an extra bit of information for you, there's another word that sounds exactly the same like fowl, F-O-W-L, but it's spelled F-O-U-L, F-O-U-L, foul. And this word means extremely unpleasant, like in taste, smell, or an action that is unpleasant. Or it can also be something that means it is against the rules of a sport. So if you violate a rule playing a sport, like basketball or football or soccer, you commit a foul or you make a foul. F-O-U-L, or foul, F-O-U-L, can also mean to pollute or make something dirty. So, for example, I'll use foul, F-O-U-L, in sentences. Sentence one, the water smells really foul, F-O-U-L. That means the water really stinks, stinks, doesn't smell good. The second example sentence with foul, F-O-U-L, is... The basketball player committed a foul, which like he committed an error in playing the game. He violated a rule of the game. And the third sentence with foul, F-O-U-L, is the oil spill fouled the river. That means the oil spill polluted the river or made it dirty. So that is foul. Continuing, continuing on with the poem, it says, Yet the plural of moose should never be meese. So you would think that, well, the plural of goose is geese. So the plural of moose, which is a type of animal, would be meese. But no, that's not the way it works in English. Again, don't ask me why. That's just the way it is. And the plural of moose is moose. So the plural does not change. For example, I can say, I saw a moose today, or I saw one moose today, 
Or I saw several moose today. I saw several or saw three moose today. So the plural of moose does not change. The poem continues and says, You may find a lone mouse or a nest full of mice. So a lone mouse, lone just means like single or one. So you might find one mouse or a nest full of mice. So actually the plural of of mouse is mice, M-I-C-E. Yet the plural of house, which is spelled similar to mouse, is not heis, but is houses. So again, the the poem says, you might may find a lone mouse or a nest full of mice, yet the plural of house is houses, not heis. So again, be careful with that. It's just something confusing. Just remember, the plural form of mouse is mice. So I can say, I saw a mouse, or I saw several mice, mice, M-I-C-E. Continuing, the poem says, If the plural of man is always called men, why shouldn't the plural of pan be called pen? So, you know, you have one man, but if you have more than one, you say, I have, I see two men, or I see four men. So the plural of man is men. So when you see the word pan, which is like something you can cook, a cooking pan, and you have one pan, but what would two be? Would it be two pen? No. In English, the plural of pan is pans, P-A-N-S, pans. So, for example, I can say, singular, I bought a frying pan at the store. I bought a frying pan at the store. But I bought two frying pans at the store. I bought two frying pans at the store. So the plural of pan is pans. And also, the poem mentions the word pin, but the plural of pin is pins. For example, do you have a pin I can borrow? Or, in the plural, do you have two pins I can borrow? So one is pin, and two are pins. Another thing you might be asking, as an aside, you know, uh, we have the word woman, but the plural of woman is women. So woman is W-O-M-A-N. The plural is women, W-O-M-E-N. So I could say, as an example sentence, there is only one woman in our office, but there are many women in our office. There are many women in our office. Continuing with the poem, the next line says, If I speak of my foot and show you my feet. So actually the plural of foot is feet. So I can have one foot, but I have two feet. That's pretty simple. You probably know that. And the next line says, and I give you a boot. Would a pair be called beat? Because boot is B-O-O-T. It's spelled similar to foot, F-O-O-T. So you might think, well, if the plural of foot is feet, shouldn't the plural of boot be called beat? But no, the plural of boot is boots. For example, 
I can say, I have a pair of cowboy boots. I have several pairs of cowboy boots. And it's interesting when we talk of a pair of something, that means we have more than one. It's two. So that's why a pair of cowboy boots or like a pair of shoes. I have one shoe. But the plural would be I have two shoes or a pair of shoes. Or I could say I have ten pairs of shoes. So the plural of shoe is shoes. The plural of boot is boots, not beat. Continuing with the poem, it says, If one is a tooth and a whole set are teeth, why shouldn't the plural of booth be called beeth? So you probably know what a tooth is. It is uh, something in your mouth that you use to chew with. So more than one tooth and the whole set, as the poem says, all your, all your, uh, that each tooth forms a whole set, and that is called teeth. So you have a set of teeth, T-E-E-T-H, in your mouth, set of teeth. But the poem also says the booth, the plural of booth. What is a booth? A booth is like something that, say, if you go to a restaurant, you can either maybe have the option of sitting at a table or sitting at a booth, when the booth is kind, kind of like a long, maybe, couch or sofa that can sit two or three people all together side by side, that's called a booth. So I can uh, ask, here are some example sentences. If I go to a restaurant, the waiter may ask me, do you want to sit and eat at a table or a booth? So I have a choice. Or I can also say, in that restaurant, there are tables and booths, plural, where you can sit and eat. Continuing with the poem, it says, Then one may be that, and three would be those, yet hat in the plural would never be hose. So you've probably heard the word that, like I want that car, or I saw that dog. So the plural of that, or if you see more than one thing, I saw those cats. I saw that dog, or I saw those dogs. I wouldn't say I saw that dogs. So if you use the plural of that is those. So then you might say, well, what is the plural of hat? Because it's spelled similarly to that. Hat is H-A-T. That is T-H-A-T. But the plural of hat is hats, H-A-T-S, and it's not hose, H-O-S-E. So, for example, I can say, using hat as an example, I want that hat. And really, you're saying, I want that one hat. It's kind of understood. You don't have to say one. You just say, I want that hat, instead of saying, I want that one hat. But I, if there's more than one, I would say, I want those three hats. I want those three hats. I wouldn't say, I want three hats. If you're specifically looking at and say pointing at something, I want those three hats. And the poem goes on to say, and the plural of cat is cats, not coes. So cat follows the same rule as hat. So the plural of cat is cats. Like I saw one cat, but I saw three cats, or I saw ten cats. 
I just want to go back and mention one other thing in the poem where it says, yet hat in the plural would never be hose. Hose is spelled H-O-S-E. And you may know that hose is a type of um, tube that you use, say, in the backyard. You attach it to your, we say in English, your water faucet, where you can get water from, and you can water your garden with a garden hose or a water hose. So the plural of hose is hoses. So I can say, I need to buy a water hose for the garden, or I need to buy three water hoses for the garden. So that's hose and hoses. Continuing on in the poem, it says, we speak of a brother and also of brethren. So I need to explain this word brethren a little bit. So brethren is used a lot in the Bible, which is a the Christian religious book, and it uses the word brethren to mean or to indicate brothers. It's just a maybe more formal and actually an old-fashioned way of talking about brothers. We don't use that in common everyday English speech or writing. You might hear it used in churches or church uh, ceremonies here in the United States or read it in the Bible, but again, I said it's not uh, very common, just usually more used in a religious format or tone. But in a sentence, I could say maybe the priest or the pastor is talking, and he will say at a wedding, My dear brethren, like my dear brothers, we are gathered here today to celebrate the wedding of John and Mary. So that's what brethren means. So the poem says, We speak of a brother, and also called brethren. So brethren is plural, like more than one brother, brothers. So you might say, well, if he... And the poem says, but though we say mother, we never say mothering. So you might think, well, bro the plural of brother in a religious context is brethren. Then maybe the plural of mother is metherin. But no, there is no such word as metherin, mother. The plural of mother is mothers, mothers. Finally, the last two lines of the poem say, then the masculine pronouns are he, his, and him. And you probably know this if you've studied English for a little while, English grammar. He, like he owns that house, or he is the owner of that house, or he is her husband. So those are masculine pronouns. Masculine just means male. And also his, I can use that in a sentence, that is his house, or that house is his. Those two sentences mean exactly the same thing. And also the masculine pronoun him, that means that house belongs to him. But it's interesting when we talk about the feminine or the female, we could say maybe pronouns, they don't follow the same format like the male or masculine pronouns. So the masculine pronouns are he, his, and him. So you might think the feminine pronouns are she, shiz, and shim. That's what the poem is trying to make fun of. But no, that is not correct. The feminine pronouns are she, hers, and her, not she, shiz, and shim. For example, she, she is his wife, she is his wife, the word hers, the house is hers, the house is hers. And the word her, 
Hey, that is her house, or that house belongs to her. So I hope you were able to understand what this poem was trying to say. This poem is actually trying to be a little bit funny and poke fun, as we say in English, or make fun of the English language and why English can be so hard for English language learners to learn. So I'm going to read the poem again all the way through without stopping. Try to read along with me. Hopefully you have downloaded the program notes from the web webpage. And read through it along with me or listen. And hopefully the context of the poem will make more sense now that we have read it and I've gone through and explained it to you. So here we go. Why English is so hard. We'll begin with a box, and the plural is boxes, but the plural of ox becomes oxen, not oxes. One fowl is a goose, but two are called geese, yet the plural of moose should never be meese. You may find a lone mouse or a nest full of mice, yet the plural of house is houses, not heis. If the plural of man is always called men, why shouldn't the plural of pan be called pen? If I speak of my foot and show you my feet, and I give you a boot, would a pair be called beat? If one is a tooth and a whole set are teeth, why shouldn't the plural of booth be called beeth? Then one may be that, and three would be those, yet hat in the plural would never be hose. And the plural of cat is cats, not coes. We speak of a brother and also of brethren, but though we say mother, we never say metheren. Then the masculine pronouns are he, his, and him, but imagine the feminine she, shiz, and shim. So again, I hope you enjoyed that, and this poem is we say is uh, written or is anonymous. We don't know who the writer is, so I feel comfortable in using this. I'm not copying somebody's work. Hey, well, I hope you enjoyed this episode 22 of the Learn Everyday English podcast. I'd love to hear from you what you thought of this episode, or if you have any questions for me, and also if you have any suggestions for specific topics you would like me to discuss on this program. Hey, to do that, go to the Learn Everyday English homepage, webpage, the first page. At the bottom, there will be a contact form. Just fill out your name. You can just give me a first name, or you don't have to even give me your real name if you want, email, and write me a message and let me know what you thought. If you like the podcast or these podcasts, I've been getting some uh, comments and people say they really like these podcasts. They say they are really helping them to improve their English comprehension and learning of the English language. So that encourages me greatly to hear that and to receive your comments because I don't know if you realize or not. I do this all for free as a labor of love, we say in English, just because I want to help other people in, along their English language learning journey. Because like I said in the introduction, I'm also learning a foreign language. I'm learning Spanish. 
and have been doing so for about three to four years, and I know exactly how difficult and frustrating it can be, especially if you're not living in a foreign country where that language is spoken that you are trying to learn. Although I live in Texas, I've never lived or been to a foreign country for more than, say, a week on vacation. So I don't have the luxury of living in a Spanish-speaking country, and you may not have the luxury of living in an English-speaking country, but that's not to say you can't learn English. You can learn English. I'm learning Spanish. They take a little more effort, a little more dedication, persistence, and consistency. Hey, but you can do it. So there are a lot of resources available out there to help you, like podcasts such as this, YouTube videos, and uh, other things. So just make use of those. Also, go to italki or Conversation Exchange and try to find uh, people you can speak with using Skype or WhatsApp. And uh, that's free. So again, like I said, I do this as a labor of love and for free since I am retired and I have the time to devote to this. Well, that's enough for now. Hey, be sure to check out our upcoming episodes. And thanks for listening. Hey, goodbye.